Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Oh man, there were so many twists and turns on this episode of Pennyworth. Alfred, he's seeing dead people and what someone is saying that she is in love. We're going to talk all about it starting right now. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz What's up, guys? Thank you again for joining us on another after show of Pennyworth. We're so happy to be back and just to talk about this amazing episode. I'm your host, Benny Adams, and before we get into everything, I want to I want to introduce you guys to my amazing co-host. First of all, I'm AKA Benny Worth. <laughs> right next to me is Anna East, AKA Anna Nightwing. A Nightwing, a Nightwing. thank you. And uh, <laughs> shout out to Zack Snyder who follows me on Vero. I love Zack Snyder. Hashtag shout out to Zack Snyder. Release the Snyder Cut, just saying. All right. <laughs> Wow. And then uh, <laughs> right next to Ana East, we have Ben, Mr. AKA Robin. Oh, yeah. What's up, people? Thanks so much for having me again. And I'm really jealous now. Why is he following you? <laughs> you have to ask, ask our question. We have to step up our game. Yeah. Follow me. <laughs> Are you wearing an I Love Zack Snyder shirt? Next and week. I actually made this shirt, too. So, you know, with the extra mile, Ooh. you know. <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least, Miss Sherry, aka Sherry Worth. Hey everybody, so excited to be talking. Pennyworth with the panel. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. This was such a good episode. But before I get into what I thought about this episode, what did you guys think about this episode? Oh my god! I mean, a lot of there was sex in it. You know, I was like, he's, really? he's not used I was to like, it. He's I was too like, young. Oh my he's god! I can't, I can't even look. Sex in a dark. I was like, rated. I've never seen sex before in my life. You know? I was like, damn. Uh, yeah, people almost got killed, and then a funeral. I was like, wow, there was and a then, lot of you know, stuff. You know, heads getting literally blown off. So you know, yeah, it's it doesn't. It's not free to go there, and I love it. I think it. the best episode so far, if you ask <laughs> me, the most exciting one. What about you guys? Rob Bailey, who directed tonight's episode, did a phenomenal job Mm -hmm. with the cast, with the lighting, Mm -hmm. with everyone looking, everyone clear. I was blown away when we saw the bedroom games. (laughs) Because I was like, well, why is she doing that? What's going on? And I was like, girl, we're using our sexuality (laughs) to get the job done. So... That's Much right. respect. Mm-hmm. That's right. Miss Anna Nightwing. Well, yeah, we had, um, <laughs> you know, the action, obviously. And also, I really like that, you know, we started off with the funeral. We, I think we, you know, had a good amount of... They gave it, like, proper uh, time there with the funeral and seeing, um, you know, Alfred Grieve, which was so beautiful. I thought Jack Bannon, like, oh. I, I felt for him when he was mm-hmm. crying. I just want to give him a hug. And I think they did such a good job in just kind of seeing him grieve. And then um, seeing, you know, Bet kind of react to it, which I wanted to see. So I'm glad we saw that. And then uh, seeing also Alfred's parents, you know, how they reacted to it. 
show want to talk about yeah later <laughs> yeah i you so usually if i'm watching something we're on the fifth episode correct I'm usually saying something like, you know, it, it was a good episode. It could have been better. So far, I have not seen that with this show. Like, every single episode yeah. has been amazing, and they keep getting better and better. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, kudos to the writers, the directors, the actors, just everyone involved in this show, because you can tell the hard work that For they, sure. they I, put in this. I just wanted to say the storyline is amazing, as we all mm-hmm. know, yes. but I also feel like now you can see the variety and the diversity yeah. of the actors, mm-hmm. too. I think Jack Bannon showed in this episode that he is not just this quirky, like, Cockney guy or something mm-hmm. like that, or posh guy in a way, too, right? That he can also has a very, like emotional side yeah right? and basically very down and he has to figure it out now he's not the the, the high level guy he, he knows, who knows what he's doing right, right, so, right. and another and person who um you know kind of showed another side was his dad like i thought it was yeah. so sweet when he was like taking care of him like shaving him like trying yeah. to give him biscuits i was like because oh, i hadn't really seen that before like he was always like kind of so mean to alfred mm. and i was I, and it was like <laughs> okay well it's nice that you know now in his time of need like you know his dad knows how to be more nurturing it's nice to know that he actually has that in him right well speaking of alfred let's talk about him Mm. you know (laughs) the guy is not doing well whatsoever and you know rightfully so he just lost his fiance in a very brutal manner um so we find out that he is seeing dead people which mind boggled me what did you guys think what did that mean to you guys with him seeing two dead people I mean it's just a a metaphor for me to be honest right Mm -hmm. it's not really that he sees dead people obviously I mean maybe he sees it in the show but I think we all can relate to that that at some point if we are in a bad position if we are down or something happened to us we kind of remember what we also did in the past and we start to comparing stuff right mm-hmm. and we're trying to to help ourselves in a way by remembering what we did and trying to make it better in the future right so i think that's the kind of scenario that he was facing in that point you know right mm-hmm. yeah. he's going through a lot yeah and we keep forgetting he's only 24 26, years old, 26. 26. Yeah. and to a baby lose his fiance all the while knowing that he'd done something that she asked him not to do mm. and he was kind of flirting with another woman mm-hmm. while she was being murdered has to shake him mm-hmm. and of course this is as he'd said to Esme <laughs> before when you are in war and you're going through that you have a lot of pain and bad memories and I think it's just normally he pushes it down mm-hmm. and it's all bubbling up because he's a little fractured mm-hmm. right yeah I think it's just like guilt of some some of some of like yes. some of the things he's he's invo- involved with with shows like he has a conscience he's like he's not he doesn't necessarily like, enjoy like the violence or every, anything he's doing it because he kind of like has had to but yeah he's you know haunted by everything he's had to do and, yeah. but what I just wanted to add to that point is when we are at the funeral right there's um, Martha right that's mm-hmm. her name she's basically standing outside and is watching it mm-hmm. and I find that scene very interesting also for our personal lives if you really think about it sometimes something bad is happening to you and then you just ask yourself was there something in the past that I could have done mm-hmm. for not having having something like that happening to me in my life and that was a very interesting scene because I was thinking about it if Martha would would have never come to him Mm -hmm. and asked him to help him or to help Mm -hmm. her with this kind of scenario and this kind of uh, mission or something maybe she would be still alive right that's why she blames herself exactly and I kind of understand and I was like but Jack at some point he never really felt that way I feel like or he never really shows himself in a way that he's giving her 
basically a lot of stuff that she's responsible for his fiance's death now. Right. I don't I don't well, feel he that blames way. He's not talking to her. No, yeah. he's yeah. not talking to her, but I also didn't really have the feeling that he was kind of really angry about her. Well, I mean, yeah. I don't why would he be I mean, yeah. angry at her? It's not it's really not her fault. It's so not her fault, fault. Yeah. but that, but maybe maybe I would be the same. Maybe I would be different in this position because I was like Damn! If I would have never met you, maybe my but fiance. But that would be, would be wrong, though. I know, I know exactly. It's not, it's about, not that person's fault. I know, I know. But think about this emotional journey that you go through. You basically let's just lose someone. Mm-hmm. How do you feel if you maybe have an understanding? You go back all the, all the dates and all the time and all the months that you may be working with Martha right now, right. and you just ask yourself, if I would have never met this woman. Maybe my fiance would still sit next to me right now. Well, but she's just, still, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, I wanna, uh, I wanna, I wanna touch on Martha a little bit because yeah. Martha, she's she's going through a tough time, yeah. just like Alfred. And um, you guys uh, mentioned it. You know, Martha, she blamed herself and she said this was on her. Mm-hmm. And something interesting that Alfred said is Alfred said the same thing. Yeah, you know, he blamed himself. himself. Yeah. And so uh, my question to you is. Do you think they're blaming themselves because of that little kiss that happened? If the kiss never happened, do you think they would still blame themselves? No, I don't think it's because of the kiss. I think it's just because... I mean, maybe more Alfred because of the kiss, maybe. But then I think Martha's just like because they were away on the mm-hmm. mission more than like the kiss. I don't. I yeah. I don't think it's really because of the kiss. Well, if I think it's just like an additional house. thing. <laughs> it's an additional thing maybe to feel guilty about. But right. I don't yeah. think it's... He hadn't gone about. to her house if he'd gone straight home like he should have. It'd mm. all been fine and good, sort of. But those people did have keys to get in the house, so yeah. who knows who the heck they were. Right. I, I mean, I have a feeling that Martha, she kind of loves him already in a way, or she fell in love a little bit with Jack. I think she's in between her job that she's wow. working for, right? She has that mission, and then the no-name leak is coming back to her saying, hey, we have this next job for you. But on the other hand... She feels for this guy already, right? But mm-hmm. Mr. Wayne comes in and says, hey, you have to do that with me. We have to basically convince him that he's getting back on track with us. Right. And I think she's kind of in between. Oh, my God, I kind of like this guy emotionally, but I then have a job and I have to do it right. So what do you? What do I do? Yeah. So that's what I felt when I saw her in the mm-hmm. scene, you know. Mm-hmm. And also, mm-hmm. I just want to say visually, like, um, just it was kind of interesting for me to see both Martha and Thomas together at... Um, you know the funeral because usually with Batman we're used to seeing Bruce at his like parents' funeral, so like mm-hmm. seeing them, even though it's not for, you know for Bruce obviously the funeral, mm-hmm. but like just seeing them at a funeral for once, it's just kind of like I got kind of like deja vu, like, yeah. yeah. But just like seeing them in like the position that Bruce was in was like interesting for me just visually. It was interesting the way that Thomas Wayne spoke about Pennyworth. As if he wasn't a real person to him. Like, mm-hmm. he's useful or yeah. something. Right. Which I thought was interesting. And I think she does like Pennyworth, but I don't think she's in love yeah, with him. Yeah, I don't think she's They're in love with him. They're just sort of like, she's fast. Interesting. Yes. Because yeah. she's, she's got her finger in the spy, and mm-hmm. this is all like very fun. It's very exciting. But it's this isn't her term. real world. It's like an attraction. She's, yeah, she's wealthy. She's going to go back to being a wealthy person eventually mm-hmm. marrying Bruce Wayne. So she's just like, slumming it for a little while. She's like, it might be kind of fun to hook up. Yeah, with the yeah. There's definitely like an attraction, but I don't, I don't sense the like a love. Yet. Yeah, you guys, I'm a romantic. What can I you say? You are. He a just romantic. wants to. I love everybody. He just wants Bruce to not exist. So That's he right. wants Martha and Alfred to I get want together. You, Martha. Like I want Martha. Hey, you never know. We still might have a couple more seasons. There, there, there's a possibility. I live in downtown LA. There's a possibility. <laughs> Me too. Oh yeah. All right. So 
we find out that Alfred wants nothing to do with the gnome name society after Martha um, comes to him with the job. He turns her down. And then uh, an unlikely person comes to Alfred to try to help him out, uh, John Ripper. And this completely caught me off guard. You know, they go running together. He tries to, you know, get him on the right track. And he then tells Alfred some pretty interesting news that the person who killed Esme is someone that has a deep hate for him. Right. What did you guys think about all that about I thought that, that was obvious. Like I was like, really Alfred, you couldn't like think that I really did not think that Alfred would be so naive to be like, Oh, it's just a home rob- robbery gone wrong. I'd be like, really? Like you know the kind of job you do? There's gotta be people that hate you that wanna like, you know, go and go after your loved ones. You know, this is something, you know, all like superheroes heroes have to deal with like their loved ones being in danger so it's like I just thought that was like really naive of him I'm like duh of course it's someone that yeah. hates you yeah. that killed her yeah. like, I mean for oh. me it really, this episode really feels like that Jack is like a puppet for almost everyone mm-hmm. in this episode that's how it feels to me I mean John Ripper he did, he does the whole scenario on purpose obviously right because yeah. as we see at the end mm-hmm. you know why he wants him to do all right, that exactly. obviously right exactly. So, but it's very interesting because I, I felt the same way I didn't see that coming I didn't see John Ripper coming through the door to mm-hmm. be honest so it was very interesting and then going on around like like Rocky kind of stuff. Yes, you know, so please. I, like, I love I that Rocky like, scene. I felt like back in Philly or something. The British <laughs> Rocky. It's a British Rocky right there. So um, it was interesting, yeah. It was interesting the way John Ripper reminded him he owed him for a favor. Yeah. And it was very malevolent mm. and also how when the mom walked in, she was like, oh, crap. What's he doing yeah. in the house? <laughs> um, and I have to say after watching the episodes, because I've watched it twice now, I'm almost wondering if this is all part of his steps to get Pennyworth to owe him a favor mm. to bring him in as his person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe he was the one that engineered the death of Esme. Mm. Or it was wow. him and the leader of the Mrs. Spiker, Spicer oh. No Man's League. Mm. Yeah, I feel no like, I like that. That's mm-hmm. a I feel like everyone has a secret agenda. On this up on this show, yeah. like, no, no trust one no is one. exactly trust no one. No one is what they seem. But um, so Alfred, even though he decided to not work with the No Name League, he decides to work um, for Mister Ripper, and we're gonna go into that a little bit later. But first, I want to get into uh, Thomas Wayne's storyline, and I want to first start out with him at the funeral and was it just me or it just didn't seem like he felt sad for Esme's death everyone was very somber Thomas was just all about business like what did mm-hmm. you guys think about Thomas Thomas's reaction I think he is a businessman mm-hmm. at the end of the day right I mean as we also realize he's working for the CIA right so I think he has a job to do mm-hmm. that, that's what he came for that's why he came to the UK to right. make it work right I think he's I think he's trying to be that business guy from the outside, but I think he's still kind of an emotional person in the inside, but he can't really show it. Yeah. But I think, I'm hoping that we're going to see more of that in the future in the yeah, next he episodes. Just, I, he just doesn't strike me as like, I mean, I wouldn't expect him to be like crying or anything. No. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, so, no. Yeah. I don't see him crying, though, but opening up a little more, I feel. Analytically speaking, he didn't know Esme. He doesn't yeah. really look at Pennyworth True. as a real person. Right. True. So it's like, oh, that's terrible. 
I need you to go do this yeah. right now. Are you done crying? Because right. she's been dead for like a month now. What's up with you? Mm-hmm. Um, and I have to say, is Thomas Wayne worse than Mr. Ripper, for instance, who does the killing himself? Or because he's the one that wants to do it a step away and order other people to do it? Is he not kind of like a bad person as well, but in a different way? Because at least Mr. Ripper gets down and dirty and, you know, he's honest about it. Wow. Thomas Wayne is like, I don't want to kill anyone, (sighs) but I want them dead. Well, that's the power of being rich. You pay people to do your dirty work. (laughs) So the thing with with what what I think about this is Thomas doesn't want to kill people, like you said. Um, Ripper he wants to kill people and so I kind of think John Ripper is more evil (laughs) than Thomas but when you think about it um, Bruce Thomas Wayne is American and they're interfering with the British government which the USA does (laughs) a lot of governments do with their government trying to overthrow the British monarchy for whatever reason and it's like huh is this, any, is this, why are you in, what? Shouldn't he be in Gotham taking care of your business? Mm-hmm. Right. But it's sort of, I mean, I think he's an interesting character and mm-hmm. he's not, and it's really making me look at him differently and I keep thinking, hmm, maybe you got shot in that alley for a reason. Oh. Oh. Maybe y'all made some enemies that I followed mean, you. Right. He's but, all about peace and freedom too. Just because he's American doesn't mean he can't be for peace and freedom. I mean, let's no. talk about the CIA. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, before we get into the CIA, we so Thomas he goes to meet the the leader of the Raven Society and mm-hmm. his wife and they, No Name League. The Those No Name League. league. Yes, No, no, no name, league. name League. Thank you. Um, they he meets the leader of the No Name League and his wife, and uh, he instructs Thomas that. They are going to meet with the leader of the Raven Society and say they want a truce, but kill her afterwards. Mm. Thomas, he doesn't want to do this. And then we find out that he actually worked for the CIA. Mm. Were you guys shocked when you guys found out that about that? Not really. Yeah, actually, not really. Really? <laughs> I wasn't really I shocked. Always, I, I was shocked. shocked. I was like, I mean, are you kidding me? I always I felt he had a secret in a way. Yeah, 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 yeah me too. I was the surprised. CIA? Yeah, I wasn't sure about the CIA. I wasn't <laughs> yeah, sure. No. I mean, but I wasn't sure why he was over in England sure. messing with their democracy in general. But That's right. I have to say that the leader of the No Name League was a condescending sexist nitwit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and every word out of his mouth, it was interesting watching how his wife would be like, you keep talking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I got something for you. Yeah. yeah, that's true. It was interesting. And I think that was why he was so dismissive of Dr. Gaunt mm. when she got to be the leader as well because mm-hmm. it felt like, I'm not sure what the No Name League is about versus the Raven Society, mm-hmm. but it feels almost like the No Name League is more patriarchal mm. and more male-led mm-hmm. and yeah. the Raven Society is male, female leaders and okay. respectful. I mean, I thought a doctor was dead so I was kind of surprised that she still came back to into the picture. You know well, they like, said mm-hmm. that they weren't there to kill her. They just wanted her yeah. name. Oh, really? I thought she, she looked she, like, she she looked could not to me, be you know? killed, that lady. I mean, they <laughs> hit her. They knocked her around a she bit. Looked, she looked she pretty bad a, to me She is invincible. <laughs> She's invincible. I'm glad they didn't kill her. I actually really like her character. She's yes. interesting yes. to me. She's, She's a very interesting. Badass. Yeah. She's like, no, I will not close my eyes. Yeah. She's very calm 
and collected. She has this Joker kind of attitude a little bit too. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just a little She's bit. She's definitely cool. Yeah. yeah. So you guys weren't surprised that uh, Thomas was is with the CIA. Were you guys surprised that the CIA was for that <clears throat> plan of the uh, the leader of the Raven Society to be killed? <sighs> maybe a little bit. I mean, they I do a lot of things that maybe are not. Did you, yeah. Honestly, I need honestly to answer that question. I totally get the question, right? But I think we need more background information on why the CIA is in the UK and why mm-hmm. this is all happening to in order to be able to say if that's that surprising or not to be honest so I can't really answer that maybe we have to watch the next episode right. to see yeah like yeah, I yeah. still am f- trying to figure yeah. out they both want to overthrow the monarchy right but it feels like the Raven Society wants to keep the monarchy there they just want to be in charge sure. right and it feels like the No Name League wants to totally take over the government and just smash it about so it kind of makes sense for the U- USA to be behind the no-name link so that they could put their own people in power. But I'm still trying to figure it out because yeah. like Dr. Gantz say said in the last episode, dare we kill we both kill and kidnap people. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, Martha? You don't know the people you're working right. with. But she doesn't want to make new friends, just a new horizon, isn't yeah. it? Right? <laughs> I love that line. That was the best line of this episode, right? That she just skipped the new friends and just says new horizon, man. That was, that was pretty good. That was brilliant. That was pretty that was good. Brilliant. <laughs> All right, before we get on to anything else, we have a special announcement that we want to tell you guys. Oh, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for checking us out tonight again, for joining us every week. We really love what we're doing, and you guys make us the ESPN of TV talk, so we really enjoy that. And if you're on YouTube right now, please give up, like, five thumbs up. I'm always saying five thumbs up because that's my thing. I like to say that, right? And also five stars, please, because we want to continue doing that, right? We're like a family here. We like that, and we also like to hear you and, and sh- basically share your comments, too. So if you have any comments, opinions about the episode, please write us on YouTube. We're more than happy to answer you back. So thank you so much one more time. <coughs> thank, thank you, guys. You. We really do appreciate it. All right, so I want to talk about Bet, uh, Bet Sykes. But before we get into Bet Sykes, I want to talk about the whole, that big shootout that happened at the restaurant. Mm. So it completely caught me off guard when um, she, the, the leader of the Raven Society, didn't die whatsoever. Instead, the leader of the No Name League dies. And then when um what's his name uh tall Dave tall boy? boy Dave boy mm-hmm. when Dave boy is about to shoot her right. he stalls and then he gets shot and she wants to help him yeah what did you guys think about that that was I mean I was shocked I was I didn't uh, that was a little weird to me to be honest yeah, I mean was, uh, I don't know this, the whole scene to be honest in the restaurant was a little weird to me I didn't right. really get it to be honest I until like, now I don't get it I was just like <laughs> why did he hesitate like if you're gonna just, like why are you warning her like hey I'm a, that's basically like when he was like oh can you close your eyes just basically saying hey I'm right. about to shoot you like just do it that was the only that was the only moment where I felt that had to be in the script to move the story forward 
Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that was a little too obvious to me. I don't. I totally understand the lighting and the whole storyline and how they filmed mm-hmm. it and everything was great. But I think this moment was too obvious to me to move the story forward. Yeah. You know I, I mean, mean, Dave Boy doesn't strike me. None of them really strike me as the type that normally would have killed women mm. per se. So I totally understand how he'd say, "Close your eyes because I don't feel comfortable you looking me in the eye." True. As uh, I shoot you. But they did say he liked killing, or he, or like he earlier? likes killing men. Oh. I don't think he right. kills women. I, think it was okay. I don't think he, he kills woman, children yeah. either. Because yeah. oh. okay. like Pennyworth also hesitates about killing women. Like mm-hmm. they're totally cool with killing men. They're like whatever, f you. Right. But a woman and a child, they have mm-hmm. their moral compass of not wanting to do that. Like last episode, they said, "I didn't mean to kill her." That was an accident, dude. Hey, back up. Right. And we're not here to kill you. We're strictly here to get the information. And he's very clear about what he will or will not do. Right. And for the restaurant, I thought it was interesting because it was so many double crosses as well as conflicting plans mm. to get their power or, like I'd say, a coup mm. within the no-name group league because, you know, Mr. Spicer would never have given his wife that power because he yeah. was so condescending yeah. just in general like before they even came up they were having that fight and she's like you're so condescending <laughs> she was like hot super hot so that was only interesting right. and I honestly think that originally they would have thought that Dave Boy was going to kill Dr. Gaunt and then Pennyworth would come in and then kill him mm-hmm. and then they'd only that was what I think Mrs. Spicer was thinking was hoping would move forward right. was the other two people would be killed, uh, the- right. and then she take over both groups. Right. Yeah, and see, this is why I I am starting to like Francis now. I'm glad <laughs> that she wasn't killed off because she she's so mysterious now. Why is the leader of the rape and society helping this guy who just tried to kill her? Right. She's so a doctor. That's uh, but <laughs> do no harm. But, but he just tried to kill her though. Like if someone tried to kill me, I'm not going to try and help them. Like I'm going to be. Run- she didn't even run away. No, yeah, like, just <laughs> tough. And like she said, when the last time when they were all like fighting it out at their house, that's the price of overthrow. Uh-huh. People get killed. Yeah, you get shot. She's like, oh, well, yeah. Hey. Right. I don't. I don't really feel like for me, she's not a typical killer. Mm-hmm. I think she's not a person who's just cold and just goes outside mm-hmm. and just kills people randomly. I right, think she's right. not that person. For somehow, she helps him, right? So mm-hmm. she must have kind of a heart somewhere. Mm-hmm. Right. Has something, but it's that's the mysterious part, and I think that makes her character so interesting to be like. But why do you help him now? Because you yeah. just wanted to kill him. So I would think we're going to see a lot more of her. And I feel right. like that's something, um, I don't know, it kind of reminds me a little bit of Batman. Because like Batman mm. has done stuff like that too, where like someone tried to kill him, but then he'll try to like help them too, just because you know, he doesn't kill or anything. Yeah. So it just mm. kind of reminded me of, of him. And also Dr. Gaunt, even with people that she's killed in the past, she wants to bury them and have their names. So mm-hmm. she's like, what's your name? So we can tell your people you're dead and give them your body back. I mean, right. she, like Pennyworth, have a moral compass of how she behaves. And how she behaves is she does what's necessary. She mm. doesn't take pleasure in doing anything. things. Right. Mm. She does what's necessary. and She does what she needs to. Right. And that sounds good. Spe- I can see that. Speaking of someone who does something what she needs to, I want to real quick talk about um, the wife of the leader of uh, the No Name League. We find out that she's sleeping with uh, John Ripper. Undine. Shocker. OMG. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> if you ask me, I mean, they're all having sex out of a sudden. Damn. Do you think, <laughs> real quick, you guys, do you think that she 
is really in love with John or she's using John also to get to the top. Mm. Oh, I for think, sure. Yeah, yeah. She's power hungry. It's a love made in pursuit of power. Mm-hmm. He wants to expand his power from beyond just Whitechapel or right. his neighborhood. Yeah. And she wants to take over the, the government. Yeah. And so, like she was saying when she was in bed with him, I don't feel anything. I thought I'd feel something. He's like, well, what do you think it feels? Unspoken are the words of, mm-hmm. I've killed numerous people. Yeah. And I don't give a crap. Right. <laughs> I, think, I don't know. I I got that she kind of did have some feelings for John, not for her husband, obviously, because mm-hmm. she didn't mm-hmm. feel anything. Like, I could see, like, even when, when like, during that scene when he got shot, like, I was, uh, like, noticing, I'm like, wait, she doesn't look, like, upset or anything <laughs> yeah. that her husband just got his head blown off. But um, I did feel like maybe. Um, you know, there's some kind of attraction. Uh, I don't know about love, but yeah. she's definitely like, let me just, you know, use a little bit of attraction I have and try to get some power. So. I mean, guys, be honest, sex is not a bad thing. Come on. That's why <laughs> everyone's mean, doing it. Right? Yeah. All right, well, speaking of Sorry. sex, Alfred. <laughs> Let's talk about sex. The bartender. Do you guys think that was too soon? For that to happen, what did you guys think about all that? Uh, Definitely too soon. A little bit, but you know, maybe that's just the way he oh, deals with so loss. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Thank you, Ryan. You you <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Ryan, I love you, man. That's I love so you. Cool. But, Thank you. you know that that does happen in real life. Okay, mm-hmm. and some people that's just how <laughs> you know they yeah. deal with it. And I mean, I kind of was not surprised because just like throughout the whole episode the way she would look at him yeah. and I'm like mm-hmm. oh gosh she has a crush on him I mean how could you not I mean he's a cutie <laughs> and so, he saved her yeah, yeah exactly yeah. so that automatically is going to make you more attracted to him so I was not surprised but it yeah. makes me questioning the feelings that he really had for her, uh, his fiance to be honest because I, I was like how I can you have sex with someone like after a month after your when fiance you're died, in a you very know? like vulnerable mm-hmm. position right there and like after that you know something like that happened and it's but like that's he's never going to get his love back so like I'm, I'm saying like that's people do that like oh, that's how we, we I mean, I'm just that? saying it's okay. not the first time I've heard of that happening oh, that's just, why I'm not yeah. surprised oh, you I think, just like, I think it. it's him trying to fill a void yeah, yeah, that, yeah for sure that's gone that's, go, that's mm-hmm. not there in his life anymore but you can just have a normal good conversation about stuff you don't have to have okay not everyone right is like right? you yeah. okay. <laughs> and it's interesting because if you really look at it he and Esme fell in love really quickly yeah. and it feels like he came back for more and he's looking for something. Yeah, I don't think he's like trying to like like be in a relationship with this girl. It's just yeah. like kind of like a temporary thing. Like let's mm-hmm. have some fun. Like I just want to feel good like just for like this few minutes however this is long is going to last. Like you know cuz he's been feeling awful yeah. obviously. So it's like let me just have this little bit of joy right now. Just <laughs> and, for a minute. You know? Right. And you know when <laughs> you think about it, longer. <laughs> his mo- like he's looking at his mother and father that their partnership and their love and mm. that's what he wants as well and he's looking around trying to figure it out because I mean have you not heard of that saying the 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 best way to get over someone is to get inside someone. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Under, get so, under someone. Speaking of love, let's go to uh, yes, Bet Sykes, who, love. yes, I love Bet also. She, uh, she says that, or she said that she loved Esme. Mm-hmm. And before that, we mm-hmm. find out this big shocker that she saw, or she didn't see the two people, but she mm-hmm. saw two people a man and a woman right mm-hmm. walk into Esme's place and use a key 
Yes, and using you, you, so. So it's a realtor. They they're the ones that killed Esme, obviously. So they had it a might key. Be your no, dad. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Because you know you wouldn't be happy that. <gasps> oh no. Um, she's bringing their family name down by marrying. I was surprised we didn't see like person. I thought his dad was gonna like her dad was gonna go up to Alfred and be like this is all your fault like I thought there was gonna be something between like the dad and Alfred maybe later on but like I seriously was scared I was like he's gonna blame this on Alfred the dad would not talk to him yeah (laughs) yeah not at all it's the guy in the bar the guy in the bar his daughter You never, I, I don't even know. I can't even like think about who it would be, <laughs> to be completely honest. Yeah. But uh, one thing I really liked about Bet in this episode is we, we got to see another layer of her. You know, we didn't really, we didn't just see this pure <coughs> villain oh, side of her. Mm-hmm. We saw this person who actually cared about this woman. She yeah. had strong feelings for her and she felt genuinely bad about what happened. Real quick, what did you guys think about that? Yeah. That's one thing I put in my notes too that, you know, you got, to, you know, she has, she's like this multi-dimensional character that, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, she's not all bad. She has a heart. I mean, she, you know, fell in love with this sweet girl, you know, Esme. <laughs> and then she, you can see a little bit more of like her, just like how, I don't know, compa- she has like a you know, some compassion there because when she saw Lord Hardwood, she was like, Lord Harwood, she was like, I'm not leaving without him, you know? So, you know, I thought that was like pretty cool to see from her. Yeah, I mean, she's a typical Joker for me, right? I think she's. <laughs> I'm Joker or I not? Mean, I think, no, I think she's like an evil person in a way, but she's very much like mani- manipulated by her own emotions in a way, too. That's mm-hmm. how I feel about her, right? She does. She's very emotional about people, but on the other hand. I feel like that of, would be more Harley Quinn ish than Joker. <laughs> no, I don't see her Let as us know in the comments. <laughs> no, no, I don't see her as a Harley Quinn. No, no, for sure. But uh, what I wanted to say is that. What I still ask myself the whole time, why do they have this almost naked guy and woman in the house? <laughs> They're just into BDSM. Some people but, like to get then, down with it. If they would be attractive, I would get it, but come on. Okay, like old people <laughs> like sex too, okay? Very true. <laughs> but they don't even have sex. They have no. to spice things up at that age. They're okay? being paid to be humiliated by Peggy, and I almost think that's their house or something, but I know there's some sort of money interchange right between Peggy and whatever whatever floats your boat right whatever Whatever pays the rent huh Um, what did you guys think about uh, Bet helping uh, Lord Harwood I was not unexpected because I really believe that Bet believed in the Raven Society Mm -hmm. which is why she left her sister and was working for uh, Lord Harwood and when she saw him she was like I'm not leaving him behind I mean Mm -hmm. he's her guy I really enjoyed that, and I am fascinated by Lord Harwood being emotionally and mentally broken, mm-hmm. and how that's going to um, play out for the rest of the season. All right. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, let's move on to our special segment of this episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So today we're going to talk about our favorite Catwoman interpretations. Yeah. There's been a lot of really awesome ones, so let's start with Miss Cherryworth. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> my favorite, of course, is Eartha Kitt. She was the queen oh, yeah. cat as a cat woman, and she was probably the first one that I ever really saw and loved. So Eartha Kitt, meow. Robin, <laughs> who's your pick? Meow. <laughs> so my, fa- I know I'm not as good as she is. Sorry, I'm just trying so hard. But anyway, so my favorite uh, cat woman is Halle Berry. 
I mean, because she is f- sexy. Come on. <laughs> I mean, look at that picture. Come on. Yeah. No one looks better than in, like, like her in that outfit. And I, really, I know, and I know, I think it was always a little underrated, I think. I think a lot of people gave a lot of stuff mm-hmm. for her role in Catwoman. I think a lot of people didn't like it. Mm-hmm. I don't know why, to be honest, because I feel she's a brilliant actress. She can do whatever she likes. She's very diverse. So I always liked it. So people give her like a next chance. Maybe she can do it again because she's still in shape, guys. If you mm-hmm. see pictures of her on Instagram, oh, she still looks yeah, good. I was like, true. girl, I don't know how you do it, what but are you, you do something. Right? <laughs> what do you eat? What do you drink? Tell me about yeah. that. Pennyworth. All right, mine is I grew up with the uh, Batman the animated series right. in the '90s, and so I have to give it to. Uh, I hope I'm pronouncing her name right, Adrian Barbu Barbu Barbu. And this was such an iconic character. <laughs> I, I loved whenever she was on an episode. Um, yeah, it was it was fun to watch. Yeah. So for me, I uh, I'm so indecisive. I always pick multiple ones. So I had to go with uh, Michelle Pfeiffer and Anne Hathaway because Mel- <laughs> Michelle Pfeiffer. You know, I grew up with the Michael Keaton movies, and I just I was so fascinated by her when in Batman Returns. I was like, oh my mm. gosh, she's amazing. I love like the way she played her, like going like psycho and stuff. I love that. Mm. And then Anne Hathaway, I have to give her some credit because she, I think she really just like blew us away because when she first got cast people were like she cannot play Catwoman blah 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 and then when I saw the movie I wasn't like I wasn't a hater I was like let's see the movie first (laughs) so when I saw the movie I was really impressed and I thought she did a great job so those are our Catwoman picks good picks you guys those are all really good okay let's go to our news and gossip Oh, yeah. So the first thing that I wanted to talk about today is about a podcast that I want a guy to show you. So you have to listen to it because what happens is that Jack Bannon is talking a little bit about his character as Alfred Pennyworth. And Mm -hmm. he's trying to have a little bit like Michael Caine kind of style, but he's not trying to copy him. So listen what he's saying. You know, obviously, Michael Caine played Alfred and he's the one who said, um, I'll be a butler as long as he's ex-SAS because I was our story explores that um, we sort of we, we owe that to him so there's definitely a nod to him in the voice and then you know I'm not playing a, a young version of Michael Caine I'm playing a young Alfred but <laughs> if there were any there's a nod to him yeah so what do you guys think about that yourself when you see like Jack Bannon playing Alfred today comparing with Michael Caine in the past how do you feel about that, that? totally makes sense That's because when I first saw the first episode I was like he reminded me so much of Michael Caine but yeah. I didn't think he was copying Michael Caine right. but I was like I definitely because I love Michael Caine as Alfred so I definitely like that's one of the things I loved about Jack Bannon is like the way he plays Alfred it reminded me so much of the Alfred I love which was Michael Caine I feel the same too I don't know what do you guys yeah I I like it I think he encapsulates the um, Alfred that I grew up watching as well yeah I'm definitely glad he's giving like credit to like an OG I mean, <laughs> Michael Caine, he's a legend for yeah. Alfred, right? So that you, you have to do something with him. So the next thing that I found is very interesting, too. I found an article about the executive producer, Bruno Heller, who also did Gotham, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And the interesting thing about this article is that he's talking about that he actually likes the fact about Pennyworth without having superheroes in the show. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Which is very mm-hmm. interesting if you think mm-hmm. about it, because he's even saying in the article that if he would have had the chance to do Pennyworth before Gotham, he would have done it mm. which is very interesting and i wanted to ask you guys and also the audience is how do you feel about that that we have a dc show today without any superhero in it i think it's awesome i like it yeah. i don't think it would be i don't want to say it wouldn't be as good but i just don't see it being the show that it is now if it had 
meta humans or people with superpowers right. Right. on this show. I, it makes thing, it more realistic. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's one thing I love about it. And I feel like, I mean, Alfred's such a BA that like he is kind of like a superhero to me. Like yeah. he's just so awesome. So mm-hmm. he's what a superhero think? without the superpowers. What yes. do you think, Jerry? I love it. So I don't mind not having any right. superheroes in it. Mm-hmm. Me too, actually, because I believe you don't have to have superpowers in order yeah. to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. And this is you like seriously I mean? one of my favorite shows, like just now, like in general. And like, there's it's a super like DC show, but no superheroes. So exactly. it's yeah. cool. So yeah. also, you guys at home, please let us know what you think about it. You know, do you feel like we need to have superheroes in kind of a DC show or Marvel show, or whatever show? Let us know. And the last thing I wanted to talk about very quickly, very very interesting. This guy Ryan Unicom, maybe you heard of him before. He basically predicted before that uh, Paddington, Pattinson, Robert Pattinson is going to be the next Batman. Oh. And now a couple of days ago, he came up with. With that picture that there are rumors out there mm-hmm. right now that Pierce Brosnan is going to play Alfred? Alfred Pennyworth in the new Batman. Yeah. So what do you guys think I'm about down for that? that? That'd be really neat. That I can see that Alfred. too. Yeah. I mean, I'm a Pierce Brosnan fan. I like I him. Love yeah. him. He's a Please guys, also at home, let us know what you feel about that. Yeah. All right, guys, let's go to predictions. What do you guys think is going to happen in the next episode? Your oh, After shoot. Buzz TV I think still, I'm still thinking that Alfred and Martha, they're going to have a lot of sex, you know, because <laughs> now everyone is starting to have sex, so they're going to do it as well. Oh, man. Boom, there it's you go. It's a sexy show. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> um, Peggy and Bet are going to keep fighting, and I think we're going to see more of Baz, Baza, who I think is using cocaine, mm-hmm. and Dave Boy, <laughs> whose temper issues is going to have hamper his recovery. Mm-hmm. Mm, I, mean, I think we're going to see more heads being blown off. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm excited for that. Uh, and, you know, I'm, I feel like there's going to be some conflict between, like, Thomas and Martha, and I'm excited to see that because I, I, want, I don't want them to, like, fall in love and get together right away. I want to yeah. see, like, you know, some you know, conflict going on before they actually get together. I think uh, the killer is going to be revealed, Esme's killer is going to be revealed a lot sooner than we think. It's going to completely catch us off guard. Um, and I I kind of have a feeling uh, Pennyworth and Martha are going to continue, like you guys said, like, to hook up. I don't I think, think that, it's gonna happen. I like that movement. Yeah. Uh, yeah. These guys. I think it's going to happen. That means sex people. No. Yeah. Like that. No. I, think, <laughs> I don't want it to. I don't they want it to. They don't want Bruce Wayne to exist, okay? But, I don't know why. He can still exist. To be born. They're going to break up, obviously. But it'd be but so weird for the, like, the her to make yeah. him her there. butler. Like, yeah, yeah we just yeah. had an affair and not be my butler. Like, what? That's weird. Ryan, let's talk about sex. <laughs> all right, guys. That is all the time we have for today. Thank you so much for joining us. You can find me on all social media at Benny J. Adams. Hi, you can find me on Instagram at more than you think seven and Vero, where Zack Snyder follows me. It's Mo YT. Woo! Yeah, everybody, this is Benjamin Schnau. You can find me on Instagram. It's at Benjamin Schnau, S C H N O U. And also do the show The Terror on Monday, 7 p.m. And also on Tuesday, I do Bring the Funny at 9 p.m. Check it out. You can find me, Cherry underscore LA, on Twitter and Instagram. And 6 p.m.'s the final season of Killjoys. Woo! See you guys later.
Release us Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 